0: Welcome to the show. Happy New Year. First live broadcast of 2023 and we started off the way we start off the first Tuesday of every month by checking in with State Senator Doris Turner. Senator, good afternoon. Welcome to the show.
1: Good afternoon and Happy New Year. Do you, what are your New Year's resolutions and have you broken one
0: already? <laughs> My New Year's <laughs> resolutions are not to make New Year's resolutions. It's just a waste of everybody's time. So, uh, <laughs> uh, And I, so far I'm holding to that pretty well. Thank you for, uh, for asking, though. Uh, I know uh, your New Year's resolution is to uh, get in the groove of your first full term as an elected senator. That's coming up next week, so big things ahead.
1: Yeah, and and I am very excited. So, as you know, I was there and been appointed, and there is really a big difference between being appointed and being elected, Uh, and I'm very excited about it. Um, It was a very robust um, election season, so now I'm ready to move into governing.
0: Uh, You know, uh, Senator, we'll talk a little bit more about that and what's coming up in the uh, next term, but I want to start by asking about where we stand right now with the Safety Act that was supposed to be the end of cash bail on New Year's Day, January 1st, and as everyone now knows, that did not happen. The Illinois Supreme Court putting that law on hold because of a judge's ruling last week that ruled it unconstitutional, uh, that ruling impacting about half of the counties in Illinois that were part of that lawsuit. State Supreme Court said we can't have two systems of justice here for in effect. So uh, they put it on hold for everybody. What are your thoughts about where we stand right now? Is there a constitutional problem with this law and what's going to need to happen to uh, to uh, have the sort of justice system you want to see here in Illinois?
1: Well, as you know, the the uh, end of cash bill was the only provision in the entire piece of legislation that is uh, kind of taken out. All, everything else went into effect in you know, and and is happening as we speak. But the end of Cash Bill is the provision that went to the Illinois Supreme Court, and they did put a stay on it. What I expect will happen is that um, you know the, the as you know the Attorney General has um, you know went in with an appeal, so hopefully that will be heard and uh, on an expedited schedule, and we can um, you know kind of. Put this to bed and and move forward with it. It's, it's been one of those things that has been hanging over our heads in a lot of different ways um, and in some very unpleasant ways for a long time. So I'm really looking forward to the attorney general having his day in court and us being and the Supreme Court ruling and us being able to move forward. Yep. I think that it was a very prudent decision though for the Supreme Court to just put a stay on it and not have situations where. You know, we have some counties that are, uh, you know, in one you know, one way of looking at it in other counties acting in another way. So I think that that was a very prudent
0: decision. Yeah, we have some judicial circuits that would have uh, counties, you know, one going one direction, one going the other, really an untenable situation. Have there been any discussions as to what happens if the Illinois Supreme Court ultimately strikes down this provision, ending cash bail, the Pretrial Fairness Act? Has anybody looked at contingencies there, or is that too soon yet?
1: No, I think it's too soon. I think everybody just wants to kind of, you know, uh, wait and see what happens with the Supreme Court
0: ruling. Uh, In the meantime, with the new legislative session uh, set to begin next week, uh, it looks like there could be an early push on the assault weapons ban. We've talked about this before, a proposal uh, to uh, ban certain types of what uh, supporters would call military style or assault weapons in addition to uh, high-capacity ammunition magazines. And there is no legislation that's been introduced. Uh, Have you had a chance to look at that bill yet? What are your initial thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know that uh, Representative Bob Morgan did introduce some legislation, and there are a number of different legislators that have been weighing on it it with, um, you know, possible uh, amendments to go on it. So we're at a situation now where staff and lead sponsors are reviewing all of the latest proposals. And I'm really, you know, everybody's been working hard on this all through the summer. There has not been a day off with regard to this, uh, you know, situation because we've all seen how you know guns have played out in all of our communities and so everybody wants to move forward with a uh, with a good resolution and so everybody's working hard on it and I'm really looking forward to Uh, having something that we can vote on uh, during the lame duck session. And I I really do believe that we will have something to be voted on during lame
0: duck. You know, I I know that uh, we have a little bit of breathing room now uh, until the next election, but obviously you are representing a a district that has a lot of rural areas in it, a lot of folks in it uh, that will be very much pro-Second Amendment. How do you balance their concerns and their wishes with the concerns about this proliferation of these very deadly weapons.
1: You know, I think that we can come to a, a position where, you know, a piece of good legislation is something that nobody's going to get everything that they want. And I think that there are some really good proposals that I have seen that will get us to the middle. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, having those uh, come up for come up for a vote. I have definitely been in contact with uh, constituents on both sides, all sides of this issue and i'm i'm feeling good about the fact that we can get to somewhere somewhere in the middle
0: so uh, are there any particular provisions you think have to be part of such a piece of legislation or that absolutely cannot be part of such a piece of legislation uh, in, in general terms are you in favor of restricting access to these uh, very powerful uh, semi-automatic weapons and the high capacity magazines
1: you know i think that i think that there that What we see in the end will have something to do about restriction. I think that one of the sticking points right now is what happens with uh, the weapons that people currently own. And so that's really been uh, one piece of a lot of conversation and discussion. And so and then, you know, I think that we move forward with new sales. But we still have to look at what happens with those, you know, with those weapons that people already own. So you know, everything is not as cut and dried as we would as we would like for it to be. And once you feel like that you can move forward with some with one uh, proposal, then someone comes back with, well, what about this and what about that? So, you know, I think that we have really had some very, very good discussions over the summer and continuing. And the working groups have been working hard on this. And, and the good news is that we do have, you know, something that uh, pen has been put to paper. And we do have some proposals, again, that I think that we will really be able to, uh, to have a vote on during lame duck. And that's within the next, you know, few days.
0: Not to belabor this one point, but since you brought it up, do you have any thoughts as to what what should be done with the uh, assault-style weapons that people already own? Should they have to register those with the state? What What do you think should be the the pr- approach there?
1: You know, there's there's again, there's a lot of different um, contingencies that have been discussed, and I don't want to get ahead of I don't want to get ahead of any of those as like, as those discussions move along. Right now, we're at a place where the discussions are going along rather smoothly, and God forbid that I say something to throw a wrinkle in that, so... Let's keep it moving along, Jim, as smoothly as it is
0: right now. We'll continue to ask about it, though, as this uh, progresses I, I, here in the I'm spring sure session. You will. <laughs> State Senator Doris Turner's here live with us this afternoon, uh, Senator. Of course, with the start of the new year, among the uh, changes that took effect uh, was the reinstatement of that portion of the Illinois gas tax that was suspended last summer to try to give motorists a little bit of relief from uh, from high gas prices. The prices were obviously much higher back in the summer than they are now. But we have seen just since the weekend prices going up again pretty dramatically. In fact, they're up about uh, 25, 30 cents or so locally in the past week or so. Uh, Should the state step in again uh, on uh, giving people some relief from uh, the gas tax here? I know that money goes to infrastructure, but a lot of folks still pretty unhappy when they have to go to the pump. I know, you know, it's
1: really because I was coming back from Peak and you know that's our our usual trek Peak and holiday tournament and I was noticing that the gas was higher and then it hit me oh gas tax so but I do think that it is something that um, that we really are going to have to take a look at I know that we put some provisions in place for some re- some uh, economic relief and uh, some of the, a lot of those are still ongoing the gas tax is one that ended on um, the 31st but I do think that it will be something that will be discussed that will provide some type of of relief uh, going forward. Um, Yeah. Yeah, We want to do everything that we can to ensure that, you know, people are able to do the things that they need to do.
0: Senator, before we let you go, a couple of quick uh, political questions. Later this week, uh, GOP county chairs uh, from three area counties will be voting to pick a replacement for Representative Tim Butler, who, of course, uh, his resignation took effect over the weekend. He was just elected to a two-year term, so they will fill that vacancy. And uh, saw a report today, I haven't confirmed this independently, but saw a report today uh, that uh, the owner of Saputo's, Mike Coffey, could get the nod for that. He uh, made a run for for mayor of Springfield back a few years ago. Uh, now might become a state representative here for the 95th district. Uh, have you heard that? And any any thoughts on uh, working with Mike Coffey?
1: You know, I have. You know, Springfield being the political town that it is, there's always rumors everywhere. And I did hear that um, Mike Coffey would probably be the person that would get the nod. And you know, um, I've always had a very pleasant um, working relationship with Mike Coffey. Uh, I've done some things with him when I was on the city council, as well as on the uh, county board. And I think that, you know, if he is, in fact, the person who moves into this position, I look forward to working with him to move Springfield forward. I think that it, we are always in a better place when uh, we can have bipartisanship and, it, you know, people are on the same page in terms of what we need to do for our community. So, um, you know, I, I believe that uh, Mike Coffey is a person that uh, I could definitely work with.
0: You know, similarly, there's a little drama playing out over in the Champaign area over the process to replace uh, the late Senator Scott Bennett, who passed away since the last time you and I spoke on the air. Uh, His widow was appointed to finish out the remainder of this term. Uh, Now we know there's a number of people who were looking for the uh, next two-year appointment, including Representative Carol Ammons from over in that area. But now uh, the Champaign County Democratic Party chair has apparently thrown his hat into the the ring as well. Uh, Any thoughts on this? First of all, just about... uh, uh, how to fill scott bennett shoes and then uh, with the the saga that's playing out to try to replace him
1: you know we were all just so devastated with scott's passing I, you know i it, it had just been a few days before i had been standing and talking with him and, and joking around with him like he always does Uh, Senator Bennett was one of the first people that welcomed me into the Senate when I was appointed and was always, uh, he and I were in a couple of caucuses together and he was always someone that I could really rely on for, uh, for really good counsel. And, um, when I was, you know, kind of up in the air about not understanding something. And so I, he was definitely, definitely be missed, um, you know, today we had a caucus, and uh, his wife, um, the new Senator Bennett, was in that in the caucus, and as we were all welcoming her into the Senate, we couldn't help but still be very sad about, um, you know, Scott not being with us. One of the things that we were actually joking about is he was the person who always led the pledge, and he was talking about, um, you know, how he came about doing that and how he wanted to pass it along. and. We were just joking around about, you know, how, about him and, and the pledge. But um, it, it those are really super big shoes to, to fill. Um, I hope that, you know, they can come to a amicable resolution with that. I was, uh, I know that Carol, Senator, I'm sorry, Representative Ammons, is, it's still hitting me, Representative Ammons had reached out and said that she was going to throw her hat um, in the ring for the spot, and I didn't see any other names coming forward. So I thought that you know she would be a um, you know a great person to move into it. And then today I learned that the county chair had decided that he was going to throw his hat in the ring as well. And and as you know, Champaign, um, you know that county has the votes. So it's going to be interesting how that moves forward.
0: It it certainly will. And obviously there's uh, ramifications there for uh, the the, the Senate's makeup and uh, that sort of a congeniality among members and things. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll know more about both of those uh, appointments here in the next few days. In the meantime, State Senator Doris Turner, we always appreciate your time. Thanks. And again, Happy New Year to you and yours. And we will talk again soon.